0: hey guys welcome to momish unfiltered i'm ann and i'm jane and this is episode six it's our mother's day special
1: happy mother's day ladies
0: yes guys we made it through another week so Mm -hmm. what's the most momish thing we've noticed over the past week
1: well, I just got back from a trip. I was visiting some family in Vegas um, so my daughter could meet the rest of the fam because they hadn't met her yet. Mm-hmm. And I became that parent in the airport or on a travel whose kids just started exploding everywhere. It was the first time that uh, my daughter just started throwing up out of nowhere. I had to change her twice. And then my son peed on himself. And, you know, we've been potty training and he's been doing really, really well. Um, but Before we were about to turn in that rental car, um, all of a sudden, he was just completely soaking wet and didn't say anything until after the fact. And we were like, what? Mm -hmm. You know, he had been perfect the entire trip. Um, So I don't know what it was, but it was probably our fault, ultimately, because we didn't ask him, hey, you need to go potty. We were really good about it. But, you know, right before you're about to leave and go somewhere and, you know, head back home, we just weren't on top of our game. So they had a bit of an accident, and I was like, "Uh." I guess it could have been worse. It didn't happen on the plane. It happened before the plane, and all that jazz. But even still, I was just like, "What in the world is going on?" Especially since my daughter, you know, threw up twi- two different times, and I had to change her twice. I was praying, like, "Lord, please don't let this girl go crazy on the on the plane and start exploding." But we had safe travel back and all that. But uh, yeah, I was I was that parent in, oh, in the wow. airport, and I was really truly really like, "Man, what in the world?"
0: Yeah, wow. But I think
1: I handle it with grace. We we made it to the other side, so... Nice. Yeah. yeah. What about you? What's going on with your week?
0: I guess my most mom thing of the week is... Um, I just noticed how much of my life revolve around, revolves around my kids, so... Well, um, duh. Well, yeah, but no, it's just down <laughs> to the very little things, so, like... You know, you and I went shopping earlier, um, just yesterday, and I was like, I only have 30 minutes because I have to go pick up uh, my daughter from daycare to take her to the doctor. Right. And then, you know, I had to plan out travel, feedings, and everything else, Mm -hmm. and then get back to pick up my son, and I can't really go anywhere. And so we went out last night, everybody, just, you know, to give you some context, And I was like, man, I don't know if I can go but for an hour or less than an hour because I want to feed Ava before she goes to bed. Because if I don't, then I have to pump. Right. And so it's like so much of my life and my mind is wrapped around my kids that it's actually quite exhausting.
1: Yeah. It's very scheduled, regimented. You have stuff you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: I'm thinking to myself, like, why am I so exhausted all the time? Like the, you know, highlight of my day is if everything is quiet and I'm in bed. (laughs) And I'm like, that's not. When did
1: that happen? anymore i'm not
0: used to that being my life and so you know when i was thinking about it i was like man this is the reason why i'm so wiped out every moment of my day Mm -hmm. revolves around feeding somebody potty training right or something so that was my most mom thing of the week
1: but that's our job man that's how we roll Uh, that being said let's roll into these comments from the last episode um our MomBod episode, episode four, um, All Things Precious, one of our uh, listeners had pointed out that she appreciated our honesty and openness because after having four kids, she recognized that she really needed to embrace her new body, her post baby body. And she tries to hit the gym regularly, which makes her feel better about herself and her body. And I'm right there along with y'all things precious, except that I need to take my behind to the gym more often. Yeah. It's definitely you know difficult to get there with the kiddos, but kudos to you for making it with four kids. I'm like. Tell me how you're doing that. Yeah. I have two and I'm sitting over here like, Lord, I'm tired. Ah. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: but uh kudos to you girl.
0: Yeah, and her name is Taken. Okay, she wrote a long one, y'all. Yeah, she
1: had a lot of good things to say, guys. Yeah,
0: she really did. But um, she says, basically, the gist of it is she hates the term mom, mom bod and mm-hmm. recognizes that uh, the body, or your body, is not the same post-kids, but would put in some work before a nip and tuck. So Makes sense. It does. It seems fair. You know, you gotta put in the work first. Obviously, there may not be nothing you can do about that flabby stomach, but... Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's what the surgeon is for. But at least try first.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would. I like that. I like that. I definitely her name would. Is taken.
0: Keep be- it coming.
1: <laughs> Before my nippin' talk, I'm definitely going to do some work first on my own.
0: Okay. Well, okay, well, let's jump into today's topic
1: Three things we want for our kids. Oh. Yeah. As we're looking at uh, Mother's Day and whatnot, we thought that it would be nice to reflect on. Um, our time as mothers thus far, where I guess we're almost, what, three years in? Yeah,
0: three years um,
1: in. And it's like, hmm, have we ever kind of sat down and said to ourselves, or even out loud, what do I want for my children? You know, you know you have them, but sometimes we don't vocalize these things because you're caught up in the hustle and bustle, and you're just trying to make it from day to day. Yeah. So, Ann and I thought, let's take the time to really sit down and think about what it is that we want for our children. Right. So... This is what we came up with.
0: Right. Well, um, I think the first thing that I would want my kids to really understand is the importance of family. Um, One side of my family, we kind of got the gist of the importance of family unity and sticking together. Mm -hmm. But another side of my family Uh, We don't really communicate very well. When we get together, it's a lot of arguing. And then sometimes it can be years before I see that person again. And even, you know, it's not necessarily even an issue that I had with them. It's just an issue they may have had with, you know, my mom or issue they had with an aunt that I liked. And they were like, well, if you like that aunt, you don't like me. And so I'm not talking to you for 10 years. Like, for Mm -hmm. instance, I had one aunt Uh, a great aunt um, that she had a disagreement with another aunt of mine. And then I didn't see her for 16 years. Oh man. Yeah. And so it's, if anything, if I would like to impart something on my kids is that family is always important. So you're going to have difficulties. You're going to not always agree. Mm -hmm. Um, But the thing that never changes is that this is your ties to the world. Right. And so if anything, you have to be there for family. You mm-hmm. have to stick together. And it's very important to foster those relationships and, and help it grow. So I that would be probably the first thing I would, you know, like to
1: that's a really pass good on. one. Yeah. I think family is definitely important. That's yeah. that's a really good one. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think my first would probably be that I want our kids to always feel like they can talk to us about anything and everything. I think that's you know, yeah extremely important, especially in today's culture with so much going on, um, chaos in the world. And I don't want my kids to ever feel like they can't talk to me about being bullied at school or online or not, you know, feeling comfortable in their own classroom, um, and things like that. Or even when they go outside, I don't want my kids to ever feel like I can't tell mom and dad this because they'll be upset with me or they think that they'll get in trouble. And I think my parents did a pretty good job of trying to be open with us and whatnot, uh, my sister and I. But I I know that there were aspects of life, which is probably just normal, that I didn't discuss with them. And I might have turned to my friends for or even another family member. And I think as long as you're talking to someone about it, hopefully that's a good thing and they're giving you good advice. Um, which is where I think my village comes in. I, I have, you know, friends who I feel very close with. And if my children needed to talk to Ann about something, cause they feel like they couldn't talk to me about it. I would be more than comfortable with that because I know that She's giving them some good advice. She has children of her own and she's coming from a good place. She cares about my kids, but I'm really hoping, you know, you know, at the end of the day that my children always feel that they can come to mom and dad to talk to us about anything and everything, you know, sex, drugs, violence, whatever it is, school. Um, I just, I really want to have that open dialogue with them, our communication with each other. Um is really important to me
0: Oh, that sounds really good hey, That's Thanks. a very good one. Thanks girl. yeah um I guess my next one uh is like a kind of like a twofold, so I want my children to uh, to have empathy. For other people mm, okay. but uh, in addition to that I don't want that empathy to control the decisions that they make in life I know that sounds really deep for like some toddlers <laughs> to kind of wrap their minds we're close, getting heavy
1: today guys I want
0: them okay it, I feel like it's very important that you understand um, and sympathize really empathize with um, people not everybody's going to be like you not everybody comes from the same background so it's important to understand where other people are coming from And why they do the things they do. Right. It it highly informs who they are as individuals and the behaviors that they have. Mm -hmm. What I don't want them to do is to take those things and to really have them make their own decisions about things, and it may lead them down the wrong path.
1: That's true. Um,
0: And I'll I'll give you an example. I was talking to a coworker, and I do not want to get into politics, but we (laughs) managed to we were talking about uh, immigration. And I have a very specific um, uh, stance on it. And um, she said, you lack uh, empathy. And I said, no, I absolutely feel for uh, specific individuals and, you know, what they're going through. I just don't allow emotion to change my perspective. I try to look at it globally, like as a big picture. Um, And so that's something I would hope my kids would uh, carry on is to make decisions, not from a place of emotion, but always try to put on your hat to say, why is this person thinking this way? Why are they doing what they're doing? And it might help you, you know, solve a lot of problems one day.
1: That is true. Yeah.
0: So that, that's another, that
1: is a pretty deep one. I like that though. Yeah. Okay. So my other one, um, for the kiddos would be for them to just, to just be a kid. And not to grow up too fast. That's probably easier said than done. But in today's world, our kids are so obsessed with social media and electronics and, you know, trying to look like one of the Kardashians or something like that, that I am afraid that my babies won't be babies for long. Yeah. And so it has me in this place where I'm like, okay, I want them to go outside and play. I want them to feel like they can play with their toys for as long as they want or their dolls and all that. But I feel like as a society, we're also kind of making our kids grow up too fast. I mean, and it starts from birth because you're always like, hey, my baby's not crawling. Come on, crawl, crawl, crawl. Oh, they're not walking. Walk, walk, walk. And we do all these things to try to help them along to to move it faster. Um, I think that's why definitely with my daughter, I'm very much on a I want her to develop at a rate that is comfortable for her until it becomes a developmental issue. And my pediatrician says, hey, she's really behind and she should be here. She's not doing those things. Then we'll address it. But until then, I don't want to rush her into the next stage because then I feel like I'm missing out, especially because I feel like this is my last um, time, you know, last child baby that I will have. I'm really much more appreciative of these little moments and things with her because with my first kid, I was just trying to figure it out. So things that did happen, I felt like I didn't have time to you know, dwell on them as much or be like, oh, my baby, because you were already figuring out, okay, he's accomplished hurdle number two. All right, now we got to prep for three. Um, so I really want them to just take the time to be kids. I, I want them to be kids for as long as possible. And if that's watching PJ Masks until they're 10, God forbid, (laughs) or, you know, um, um, zooming it up until they're 12. Then I fully respect that because I would completely hate to take them to do kid things. And then that they're not interested in case in point, my husband's brother took his daughters to Disney world a year ago or so. Um, at the time they were about nine and seven. And they really didn't enjoy it. And we were shocked, like, what? I mean, that is Disney World. I haven't been since I was a kid. And I'm like, every kid dreams of going to Disney World. you know about it from all the movies, shows, etc. I mean, they have a whole ship dedicated to Disney World. And unfortunately, they were kind of like, eh, it's okay. Which for any parent who just spent $100 a day, Room and board, food—that whole thing. Because he surprised his girls doing this. You are really just sitting there, like, I can't believe this. Yeah. So I, I would hate for that um, to happen, and I think that really happens just because of how our society is. You know, what's exciting about Disney World when you have an iPad and an iPhone and a laptop and all these other little, you know, fabulous electronics and gadgets and gadgets that Disney World just doesn't seem that interesting anymore. Right. So I, it is really important to me that I try to keep my kids as kids as long as you know possible and that they really get outside and play and enjoy life from that perspective. I don't want them growing up too fast and talking to me about lip kits by the time they're 6. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I think my last one is um, self-sufficiency. So oh. I want to teach my kids to rely on themselves. Now, I... Okay, again, I know that seems very deep, <laughs> but there's something to be you said You can be about. deep here. I know, I know. But there's like... There are people our age that are still living with their parents. I'm not knocking you guys. I'm about to say, hold up, girl. Hold up. But... Um, we don't
1: discriminate. Every I situation know. is different.
0: Come one, come all. But I think it's very important to to be able to rely on yourself, to have inner uh, resources. So it's okay to offer to help your kids. It's okay to to lead them in a good direction on a good path, but I think it's far better if they understand and they learn how to solve their own problems. The more difficult, the better, because then it shows them how to dig deep and how to uh, – actually survive because, you know, we're not always going to be here. We don't know when we, you know, won't be in our kids' lives. And as much as we would like to think, okay, I'm going to be around to see my grandkids or my great-grandkids, that may not be a reality. So I want to know if I leave this world today or tomorrow when my kids are old enough to fend for themselves, that they learn that the first place you should always look is yourself. Don't look for a handout or like people like to say a hand up. You get yourself out of the hole first. Okay. Then if you need a hand up, that might be okay. But first look to yourself. And so if I could teach them anything, that's probably one of the top things I would definitely want them to learn. So that's my,
1: that's a good one. one. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, to bring everything home for me, um, for the kiddos, anyway, I want um, our children to live a life with purpose. Um, I don't think it's enough to, you know, just live. I want them to feel like whatever path they take in life, that they are pursuing something that they are passionate about, that they are um, giving back in some form prayerfully, and that what they're doing is really of interest to them that it benefits um, them, not only them, excuse me, but hopefully others. Um, I'm a very service-oriented person and I love volunteering and working with others. And so that's something that I really want to impress upon my kids, but I'm not going to try to steer them to be like, hey, you have to be a doctor. Hey, you have to be a lawyer. My plan is to really allow them to engage in lots of different activities and expose them to different things so that they can really seek out and find what they're interested in. Whether that's, you know, being being really interested in art or drawing, lead them to be an architect. Excellent. But I want them to have that exposure beforehand so that they can really feel like, they're making an informed decision when they go off to college or just in life in general. And I think a lot of times that people aren't living a life with purpose because they didn't have that exposure beforehand. And I think that's something that really starts from parenting that you really have to give your kids that type of exposure, and let them know that there are several different paths in life which we can take. But you have to decide, one, what's best for you. And having that exposure to different things will allow them to do that. Right. So I want to make sure that my children travel, that they're you know exposed to the arts, um, as well as sciences, take them to museums and things. So hopefully me um, cultivating and curating their lives, at a young age will allow them to live a life with purpose. So that's something that I'm really hoping that, that I'll be able to impress upon them. Um, yeah. So nice, I like it. Thank you. Thank you.
0: It sounds like our kids are like going to be the best ever. Hopefully, <laughs> you know,
1: president <laughs> one day, whatever it is. Oh, thank goodness. Mommy, thank goodness. mommies love you. We love you guys. Yes, We do. Um, okay. So Let then us to the next topic. I guess. Yes. Yes. Thanks
0: for us. See, we put our kids first already. We did. Again. We put the kids
1: first. That what does mommy want? Yeah. <laughs> it's about me sometimes, even yeah. though it doesn't feel that yeah. way. Um, so,
0: I guess what's one thing I want for myself? I just, huh? I think I always want to continue to be the type of mother that I want to be. So, mm, okay, it's a lot of times life gets in the way. You're busy. You have bills to pay. You have work. You have you know responsibilities of life. But, you know, for me, the type of mom that I want to be is to grow a garden, have my kids pick vegetables, Okay. you know, take those vegetables and fruit and make food. You sound like
1: you're ready to just go up and live on a farm.
0: (laughs) I am ready. Well, kind of. But I still need a Starbucks and stuff. Give me
1: my 20 acres and a Starbucks.
0: 20 acres and a Starbucks. Yeah, I don't know how that goes together. But... (laughs) You know, I would take it. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, I want to, you know, take those strawberries I pick and then make ice cream or, you know, make some granola and mix it in. Like, that's the type of mom that I want to be with my kids. I want to read them stories and, you know, create plays and and all the sort of things to foster their creativity. So I just hope that I can continue to to do that stuff and be the mother to them that they deserve, at least in my mind.
1: I think that's awesome. Yeah. I think that's a good one because – it is really hard to be the mommy want to be these days when you have so many other distractions and you're just trying to make it from day to day. It it makes it very easy to forget about that stuff or let it even fall to the wayside. So I commend you on that. Thank you. Uh, I think the first thing I want for myself is probably to not be so hard on myself um, and others. Um, I think I've always been like that. But then when you like add the mom thing into it factor, you're like, Lord, Jesus, um, and it's so easy to be hard on yourself as a mom because you're trying to figure it out. This is something that you're new to. Every new child brings on new stressors or things that you weren't familiar with before. And I think it's very easy to put yourself in this position where you're like, oh, my gosh, I didn't, I didn't make dinner for my kids tonight. I had to just, you know, um, buy takeout. I'm a horrible mom. And it's really easy to do that stuff or be like, oh, my God, I didn't finish uh, my son's project for school. Um, I'm a horrible mom. Or as easy as me, I didn't make it to my son's Mother's Day thing this past week. And I feel really bad that he was apparently the only little person there without his mom there. And I was just exhausted. I passed out. Like, I don't really have a good excuse for that. But I wasn't there. But I feel bad about it. And I have to just be like, hey, there will be other moments and things like that for me to to be there and, and put my best foot forward. But sometimes I think that we can be really hard on ourselves. I know I'm hard on myself, but it's also because I expect a lot from myself, but I also expect a lot from other people. And I think that's because when you know the amount of effort that you're putting into something, whatever it be, whether it's work or your personal life, family, and you don't see that from other people, you're kind of like, uh, what the hell? Did yeah. I not just sit here and do X, Y, and Z to allow us to be able to do A, B, C? And I'm not saying that you're contributing in the same way, um, but maybe that's something I also should not expect. Maybe I I, I expect less from others, right. and I wouldn't be in that position. Um, but either way, I, I think I just I have to be better about not being so hard on myself, and just being like, hey, I was able to accomplish these three tasks today. The other fifty can wait till tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, well, or or whatever they are, but uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Well, mine is gonna piggyback on the first one I just said, um, but it's uh, if anything, I would want self care for myself. Okay. And I say that that's a because, really good one. You know, yeah, we've we've talked about the mom bod. You know, I definitely would like to be a. a 2007 version of myself. When, <laughs> when right? You'd be like, bitter.
1: ooh, give me back, give me back. Yeah. But, Damn you, Facebook, and your, this was you 10 years ago.
0: Yeah, to leave you in tears. Yes. But, um, I feel like if I took better care of myself, i.e., go to the gym, eat better, slept better, right. I could be a better mom to my kids. And I could also lead by example. So, right. a lot of times, like, Jackson will you know, come home with me. You know, from daycare, and I'll come in the house and I'll start dinner. And he goes, "Mama, I am so tired. Um, you know, I am so sleepy." Right. And I said, "Well, okay. Did you take a nap today?" Oh, Mama, I'm so exhausted. And <laughs> like, what it, you been doing, Jacob? It became clear to me that he is repeating what he hears from me, oh. and so I don't want him to learn that behavior to say oh, I can't go outside because I'm too tired. Oh, man. Or I don't want to, you know, eat this kale salad because it takes far longer to make <laughs> than deep frying this chicken. Heard that before. Exactly. Well, I've been, you know, doing really good with the salads. But, you know, a day where you've spent like 12 hours, 13 hours commuting and working, and then you have to start dinner.
1: Don't be so hard on yourself.
0: I know. but I'm it's just here like, for you. Forget it. I Here, eat this chicken. And so. <laughs> right. I want to lead more by example, so I figure if I feel good, then I can be a better mom. So I would hope for myself that I could live by uh, example for my kids.
1: I think that's an excellent point.
0: Thank you for sharing. No problem.
1: Um, I think my last one for me will be trusting myself more as a mom. And that's not to say that. I think that I don't already trust myself as a mother, but it's very easy to look at what other people are doing or even receive input from your family and your friends about what they're doing and think, hmm, am I not doing enough? Is there more that I could be doing? Um, and I want to trust myself more in that realm. I think I definitely do, but even from pediatricians or doctors and things like that, you're kind of like, okay, well wait, you know, mommy knows best, but when you're definitely in the realm in the beginning, you're doing a lot of Google searching or asking for opinions from others like, Hey, is your kid going through this? Or are they waking up in the middle of the night and coming to your room? Um, and I don't want to put my, myself in a position of doubt Because I think when you do, you start to question everything that you're doing. And that doesn't give you or your family the best you that you can be. Um, So I I just want to, I really want to trust myself more. um, Especially being that, you know, pre-mom, I was somebody who was definitely like, hey, it's by way or the highway, even if I was listening to everybody else's opinion and things like that and taking in what they were saying, ultimately, you know, I could not be swayed. I was like, and, and unless their argument was of reason or whatever, but I was very confident in my position. But, you know, you really enter this thing where people have so much unsolicited advice to you as a mother and it comes from everywhere. And especially in places that you don't even expect, like you could be checking out at Wegmans, and the cashier is going to tell you something like, oh, I noticed X, Y, and Z on your kid. You should use this. And I'm like, what? I didn't ask you about what to do for my kid in that realm." Right. But they're going to offer you that type of advice. And you're going to hear it. And whether you receive it or not or act on it, you know, depends on you. But it's one of those things where you really are just going to have to trust yourself more, especially like when we talked about the daycare dustups and potty training. Yeah. I think daycare um, especially is probably one of the first places that um, you will have to assert yourself in that way when it comes to your child. And it's very good to do so. And you may or may not question it like, hmm, does this person know more about they've been doing this all their life? And you got to be like, you know what? You might have been doing this for 30 years or whatever, but I'm the mom. That's my child. So just do what I ask and we'll be good. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that would for me, I just, I need to trust myself more. I think it's very easy for us as moms to doubt ourselves or, or our actions and question every little thing that we're doing, you know, developing our children. So yeah.
0: Well, now we've talked about what we want for our kids, what we want for ourselves. Yep. Well, let's give like a shout out to the women that made us who we are today.
1: Hey mom.
0: Hey mama. (laughs) So what are two things we're thankful for that our moms taught us?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a really good one. Yeah. Um,
0: well, I guess I'll start. I okay. Um, so one of the ones I'm really super uh, proud of my mom teaching me is uh, dust yourself off. So okay. I never. I'm very very stubborn. A lot of people would say stubborn, but I never give you? up. I know. Surprising. No. I know. <laughs> But I never give up. It doesn't matter what it is. If I have deemed it necessary, I will never abandon the idea. I will never (laughs) abandon the effort. And you know, ain't that the truth? I can give you that is a very
1: true quality about you. I'm like, you know what? (laughs) Yes, you do do that. My
0: mom taught me that my mom always said there's nothing worth having that you can't work for. And if you work for it you have to be willing to give blood sweat and tears sometimes for things that you really want Mm -hmm. and so you know i could give you a million examples where i've done it with my career you know there are times where i ran into roadblocks i won't give up i'll just you know if the road is closed i'll build one and yeah (laughs) it's going to take a long time and guess what i bet you I'll ride down that bitch and get on down the road (laughs) my own road that i made And so, you know, the same thing with breastfeeding, you know, Mm -hmm. when I had Jackson, you know, I was, uh, I had pneumonia and it was like, it was to the point I was hospitalized. It was so bad. Mm -hmm. And they told me, you know, you being in here, your milk is going to dry up. It's never going to happen. Right. You know, you got to probably consider formula. And I, when I tell you, I had an oxygen mask on <laughs> and my breast pump going.
1: You better go, girl. With
0: five drops coming out because mm. I was so sick and I had antibiotics and all that stuff. Right. I kept going and then after, you know the month of antibiotics and so forth, I got right back on my pump and it all worked out. Mm-hmm. So I just, I never give up. I mean, I would like to quit breastfeeding now because going, <laughs> Girl, going back to work. I'm and, on a countdown, Lord. Yeah, and then Two more know, months. Ah. Pumping, you know, three, four times a day and Then you have all these meetings and you have to commute and you have to plan your life around it. And right. You have to run and get your baby. You have to make sure your milk is, you know, cold and you transport it. It's a lot of work. But right. the thing is, once I set my mind to something i will not
1: abandon it but thanks mom thank you thanks mom you're awesome (laughs) um that was a good one i really like that thanks uh for me it would be independence that is something that i believe my mother really pressed upon myself and my sister that we should be able to do for ourselves have for ourselves you know, not depend on other people. And in that way, I believe that I have definitely been doing that. Um, no matter the circumstance or whatever, I was always able to take care of me. And, you know, I could give you a billion and two examples of that. You know, if somebody leaves you hanging, they're supposed to watch your kids and then they tap out and they say, Hey, I'm sorry, I'm not able to help you with that. Not a problem. I have a plan B. Um, and in that way, it's, it's probably been a, a positive and a negative, and I won't necessarily say a negative because um, it can put you, when, when you are so dependent, excuse me, independent, it puts you in a position of always thinking like that, like, hey, even I even do it with my husband, which is why I was saying it was a negative, um, because you can sit there and say, hey, honey, I need you to do such and such. And then maybe your husband doesn't do that, but you're like, that's okay. I took care of it. We're still good to go. Now, in that way, I might have, you know, put him in a position that he was like, "Well, she's just gonna do it anyway." I don't know, but um, because of how I was raised, I was always, you know, made sure to have enough money or be able to provide for myself in a way that would not leave me depending on somebody else. Case in point, I remember freshman year of college, you know, my parents were giving me an allowance every week or every month, right? And when you're in college, I wasn't working initially. So I was constantly calling for money, probably to buy new outfits, to go to the club every weekend. But either way, I needed some money. So I called them. And one day they were like, girl, what do you need all this money for? And I was like, what? Why do you need to know why I need all this money? And they were like, if I'm going to give you some money, I want to know what it's for. And I was like, you know what? You're right. So that was probably one of the last times I called and asked for some money for school. I got a job because I was tired of answering questions on why I needed money and what was going on with it. Um, And I also, at that point then said, you know what, let me go ahead and take care of this cell phone bill too, because they were talking to me about why it was so high, who am I texting all the time? I was like, that's enough questions there. So I went ahead, canceled my plan, got my own phone number. I've been paying my cell phone bill since what? 2002. Um, solo dolo because I was just like I'm tired of the questions. I'll take care of it myself. Right. And while my parents probably looked at it like, what are you doing? You know, they might have looked at it as disrespectful or what. I don't know. But I looked at it as a sign of independence. Like, hey, this is how you raised me to be. Um, Whatever, I can come and go as I please. I'm in school. I'll do it myself. And I've been that way ever since. And and I'm I'm really thankful for it, especially when, you know, you come across people in your life who are not as independent. And they depend on others to do lots of things in their lives. And you're just looking at them like, you know, you could do that for yourself. But it's all about how you were raised. So I'm very appreciative. So thanks, Mom. Thank yeah, you for that.
0: Yeah, thank you. Um, I think the next one of mine um, that I learned from my mom was the importance of seeing the world. So mm. how I grew up uh, really encouraged me to want to travel um you know, on my own as an adult and also with my kids. And it actually made me, I think, a more well-rounded person because, you know, okay, I want to go here. So if I say I want to go to Germany, then I'm going to start learning German and I'm going to learn some basic things to say so that I can, uh, you know, talk to the locals while I'm there in their native tongue. So I feel like it makes me uh, a much well-rounded person. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think that that would have happened without my mom. Well, that's a really good one. Yeah. So. Okay. thanks, Mom.
1: <laughs> You're the bomb girl. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think the last one would probably be just making sure that I have quality in all aspects of my life. And when I say that, I mean in my relationships and the clothes that I put on my back, uh, even boiling down to work experiences, food and whatnot. Um, my mom always impressed upon me that it was important to... Be a quality individual as well, to have grace in all you do, um, to be respectful of others. And I think that has really made a difference in the person that I have turned out to be because I keep that in my mind. You know, first impressions are everything. So, you know, whether you're going on that job interview or whatnot, you make sure that you have that firm handshake, that you follow up with a thank you note, you know, always be gracious. And that has definitely carried over into. Um, all aspects of my life. I love to host and, you know, have little soirees at the house and things like that. And, and when you do, I want my guests to feel as comfortable as possible. I want them to enjoy the food and drink that they're having and really feel like that they are having a quality experience. And because my mother made sure to um, impress upon my sister and I that we should have quality experiences in life, I have made sure to put that out to my family and friends as well. So I'm I'm really appreciative of that because you can really tell the difference when somebody puts in effort to something and when they don't. I mean, the difference is night and day. So I don't want to uh, ever feel like I I didn't do that. Wow. That
0: was a good one. Well, thank you. Yeah. So what about you guys? Do you have like three things that you always, you know, you want for yourself? Three things that you want for for your kids? kids. And And what are you thankful
1: for? Yeah. What are you thankful for that... Your mom's taught you that you're like, man, I'm so glad that I learned this lesson because where would I be without it?
0: Exactly. Well, uh, sound off and let us know. Thanks for listening. Yeah.
1: And happy Mother's Day, ladies. Happy Mother's Day. Take care of yourselves.
0: And uh, tune in for next week's episode of Momish Unfiltered.